Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. It is a bright, sunny Sunday morning here in Dallas, Texas. It is April the 18th, 2021, and I appreciate you joining me here as we look at the NBA DFS slate for this beautiful Sunday. Uh, great. We have two uh, independent uh, actual no crossovers. You can play them both on the sites, but two independent slates. We've got a, an early slate with three games uh, that plays this afternoon. And then we have an evening slate with five solid games uh, that start at 7 p.m. Eastern with the last game at 10. So in essence, we're going to get about 12 or 14 straight hours of NBA DFS today which, you know, uh, basically equals heaven in my book. Uh, and on top of that, we have here at uh, DFS Coach Talk, we've also got uh, baseball going today. Uh, our pros, uh, Josh and Tyler, will be following that uh, for you and posting in our Discord throughout the entire day as well. And uh, the final round of the <clears throat> of the RBC Heritage, which will be fun since we have some golf lineups uh, in contention. So as you can see, it is busy here at Coach Talk, and we'd love to have you join us. If uh, if you're looking for a three-day pass even, uh, just to test us out, that's only $10, and you can sign up with us at dfscoachtalk.com. So check us out there. All right, let's dive right into this slate. No time here to mess around. We want to get this uh, posted this morning, so everybody has a chance to check it out before the early slate starts. Uh, the first two games both start at 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, the first one is Indiana at Atlanta. Uh, Indiana's on the first night of a back-to-back, -back, and the line on the game is Atlanta minus 3.5 and, and the big fat 234.5 total. So we've got one big total on the morning slate and one the exact same 234 and a half on the, the uh, main slate. Uh, as far as pace goes, Indiana is sixth, so we know they're going to get up and down the court. And um, Atlanta is 23rd. They uh, certainly have slowed it down since uh, Nate McMillan took over uh, the team. Uh, they're playing better, but uh, they have slowed it down and tried to control the ball and get less turnovers, which hasn't made their games quite as palatable as they were uh, prior to when they were just running and gunning and not defending very well. Um, defensive team efficiency, we have Indiana at 12 and Atlanta at 21. So good total, a lot of shots get up here. There are still quite a few guys uh, that are out. We've got... Uh, couple questionables that are important for Indiana. Uh, a rotation player, sometimes off the bench, sometimes starting as McDermott. He's questionable. And Miles Turner, the center, is questionable, which is also uh, an important piece of news. Atlanta uh, has Gallo out, and um, Collins is questionable. So we need to know if, uh, if he's going to play. Um, because he's been out for quite some time, but he was listed today as questionable. So either he makes his return today uh, or, or in the next game. So 
it will will be important to know, especially for the interior uh, players for Atlanta. They do have that same group uh, out now for a little, uh, quite a while. Dunn, Redder, Snell, and Hunter. None of those guys are back. Uh, so, you know, we know their rotation. We know we're going to get, you know, a lot out of Trey and Bo- uh, Bogey and, and a little bit of Herter. Capella's been uh, playing some good ball. But, uh, you know, let's see if Collins is back in the mix here, because if not, it does open up some value on this team that uh, is interesting. I mean, Solomon Hill uh, actually had a a really good game the last time out. Um, You know, he would become an option. Kevin Herter becomes more in play as well. Uh, So, you know, follow the news on this one. It's going to be high scoring as we anticipate. And as far as... uh, what I'm looking at here, you know, without question, Trey is not a good defender. So I think Brogdon, it brings him directly into play. Um, and I also think Karis Levert is is really in play here. Um, you know, if they had Snell or Hunter or somebody that could uh, defend him, that it'd be one thing. But trying to guard him with, with Herter or Bogey or someone is not very uh, conducive here. So Levert really, I think, could step up uh, and have a, re- uh, a real solid game. And Brogdon's not out of the question either. Um, not really want wanting to spend up to Sabonis. Um, if Turner is out again, Sabonis is uh, dangerous, though, because his uh, rebound ratio, block shots, things of that nature do increase with Turner off the floor. So, uh, you know, with Turner out, he's a slight consideration. He is expensive, but if Turner's in, then then I'd, I'll move on from there. So we do need that uh, information. On the Atlanta side, um, Brogdon's pretty strong defensively. Uh, Lavert, I would say, is, is average. He's decent. Um, so, you know, in looking at that backcourt, you know, Bogey's so priced up now, it makes it very difficult. But even with the price up last game, he completely smashed. So, uh, you know, I think they both can be in consideration here. I'm probably not going to go young because of the price and, and uh, Brogdon defense and McConnell defense off the be- uh, bench. He's a real uh, pest out there defensively. Um, as far as the bigs go, Capella's a solid play because he does eat rebounds for breakfast. Uh, man, that dude just rebounds everything. Uh, I just the cost is a little high. There are some value big men uh, in this morning uh, group, but uh, you know, not sure I want to go there at that price. But I, I don't think he's a bad play at all. Uh, even if Collins is in, not going to play. I'm sure he's on going to be on a minutes restriction probably the next three or four games. And off the bench, you know, if we do get uh, Collins still out and, you know, we'll see who else gets plugged into that starting role. If it is Solomon Hill, you know, he is still dirt cheap and he still gets to his number. Uh, but it is only a three-game morning slate uh, or afternoon slate. So don't know you have to go that deep. But definitely need uh, some coverage from this game. I certainly will. Uh, could have a, a you know a few sm- uh, strong plays in here, specifically Levert 
and uh, even possibly Sabonis. So let's see how this one plays out with this uh, news this morning. Uh, we'll be I'll be updating uh, my recommendations and lineups in our Discord uh, throughout the morning here as news breaks. Uh, again, to jump in with us, just go to dfscoachtalk.com, and uh, then you're getting uh, all the updates throughout the day, both in all our sports, uh, basketball, baseball, and golf right now. We also cover football, obviously, uh, in the fall. Um, but love to have you. Come check us out, and uh, we will take it from there. So, all right, let's move on to game two. We've got, uh, it's also a 1 p.m. game. It's the New York Knicks uh, hosting the New Orleans Pelicans. It is the Knicks by one and a half, and the over-under is 219. Uh, We've got, from a pace standpoint, Pelicans 14th, right in the middle of the pack, and we know the Knicks are dead last, slowest team, Half court, grind it out, get the ball to Randall, and try to just get something on the interior or a step back three. That's basically their offense, but it works, and they're winning some games, so you can't blame them. Um, As far as defense goes, uh, the Pelicans are 28th, so uh, definitely something the Knicks can attack. Knicks are all the way up to third, so a little bit of a, a difficult game for the Pels. Uh, in this go around. So two different teams. One's a little faster with with, uh, bad defense, and then one has decent defense, um, but, uh, you know, a little speedier. So you got the the two ends of the coin here to to determine which way you want to go. As far as injuries go on the Pelicans, uh, Jackson Hayes is probable. And then that you've got uh, still out is Nikhil Alexander-Walker and uh, Josh Hart, both still out hurt. Um, Lonzo did come back the last game. He's not on the injury report today. Uh, As far as the Knicks go, uh, Alec Burks is out, which is a big loss for them. He's one of their key players down the stretch uh, of games, close games. And we know Mitch Robb's going to be out for quite some time. So what do we think of this game? You know, it's of the three games uh, this afternoon, it's probably my least favorite of the three. Um, But, you know, I still think there's some one-offs here that can be a little bit dangerous. Um, I like the fact that it is uh, a pace-up game uh, for the Knicks. Every game is, but it's massively from 30th they are to uh, 14th for the Knicks. So, or for the Pelicans. So it is It is definitely uh, going to be some increased possessions for them. You know, the big Zion Williamson versus Julius Randle battle here is what's going to get all of the spotlight. Uh, they very well could guard each other, and uh, that, that could be fun to watch. Two intense finishers at the rim, and man, you talk about two big, huge bodies colliding with... Uh, you know, some serious punch there. They, they definitely uh, will be doing that. Um, they're both incredibly expensive, and I just don't think this is the perfect spot for them today. Even on a three-game slate, I think you can still take this down without those two guys. And by not spending up for them, which a lot of people will spend up for both of them or at least one, 
um, it does open your possibilities for how you want to uh, make your build for this three-game slate. So I'm going to steer clear of those two guys. Um, I, I like, uh, I think Ingram and Barrett uh, are, are decent uh, in this spot. I think they can cause um, some, some trouble here uh, on both sides of the ball. Uh, definitely in consideration there. Um, you know, that Ingram's coming off a good game. So is Baird, hit some big shots down the stretch. So those two guys are in my initial player pool. I'm definitely going to consider them. Um, after that, you know, the, the guy that interests me a little bit, it, it was a complete spit split uh, recently after Mitch Robb got hurt with Nerlens Noel and Taj Gibson, but Noel was dinged up a little bit. Uh, prior to that, when uh, it, about three weeks ago or so, when Mitch first went out, it was pretty much Nerlens Noel playing mid-30s to low-30s minutes. So I think that he gets a little bit more run here than he had because he's healthy again. And he is a good value center that should have an opportunity to get a decent amount of rebounds, some putbacks, uh, some some blocks, that kind of thing. Uh, he'll certainly be uh, helping out on Zion, and you know, uh, Zion is awesome as he is when he's if he's not dunking it, he is susceptible to the block, especially from the help side. So you know, Noel's definitely on my radar, which. Uh, I think he's going to be pretty low-owned, contrarian kind of play, um, and hopefully we get 30 minutes out of him uh, that we really need for him to smash his number. Um, on uh, Other than that, though, you know, Lonzo is not quite 100% yet. They don't have a lot of depth, though. So, you know, Lewis Jr. is getting quite a few minutes uh, off the bench. Um, but as far as who I trust in this one, it really comes down to Ingram, Barrett, Noel, and then, you know, hopefully don't have to go much deeper. I mean, who's going to take Alec Burke's uh, minutes and key minutes? It could be a combination, you know, of, of Rose quickly and even Bullock. So even with him out, it doesn't make me comfortable with that Knicks backcourt that is just overloaded. Okay, let's go to the third and final game for this uh, early slate today, the afternoon slate. It is uh, at 3.30 Eastern. It is Brooklyn at Miami. Miami's on the first night of a back-to-back. We've got the Brooklyn Nets as a six-and-a-half-point favorite and the over-under at 222-and-a-half. From a pace standpoint, uh, nothing to write home about here. Brooklyn is 13th, which is reasonable. Um, and Miami's only 28th. So again, they want the half court set. They want to slow it down. Defensive efficiency, Brooklyn's up to 20th, which, you know, considering they were 28th there for a while and giving up historical numbers, it has adjusted a bit. So uh, that's something uh, to, to notice. It's not as easy of attacking Brooklyn on slates uh, as it was a month ago. Miami is up to sixth, which, again, I mentioned it a lot, but I think it's amazing that they were in the, the low 20s, 21, 22, for quite some time when they had half the team out with COVID situation. But now that they've gotten 
their feet under them. They got everybody back. They got a rotation going. Um, you know, they've been terrific. So they're all the way up to six. So that is a concern. You know, Brooklyn's usually such an easy plug-and-play guys from there. Uh, but I don't think it's as apparent uh, against a, a team like Miami in Miami. Uh, that's, a, you know, a, a tougher place to play. Um, as far as Brooklyn goes, injury-wise, still no Harden, still no Tyler Johnson or Chioza. So those guys have been out. They do have Irving and Durant playing, and uh, so that should, uh, you know, even things out a little bit as far as distribution of the ball there. They're both playing phenomenal basketball. Really going to be a tough team when they get everybody back. Um, the big news on the Miami side, for sure, is Jimmy Butler is questionable, and that is a game changer if he's questionable. It, it really affects them defensively. And offensively, it brings guys very strongly into play if he sits. Um, also for the Heat, Iguodala is questionable. And uh, Vincent, Gabe Vincent, who uh, gets very few minutes in that guard rotation, is also questionable. The only player out for Miami is Oladipo. We know he's going to be out for a while. So... You know, uh, unfortunately, we need this Butler news. We may not, probably won't have it uh, as the first two games go off. So here's the issue. You know, you got to look at this when you're building. If if you want to put Butler in that lineup, you may have to have a, a 2v2 ready to switch if he's ruled uh, out. And if he's ruled out, then, you know, put yourself in a position where you can take him out and put in a Durant or whoever it is and then make sure the salaries matched up with whoever else you want to roster here um, in this game so that you have, you know, you don't just have to take a huge decrease uh, if you pull Butler out, but it, it can make it uh, make the numbers work for you. So whether you put them in or out, and, and also it goes the other way. If, if you want to, you know, uh, roster a Durant and then Butler's ruled in, you want to go to Butler, you can do that, but you may have to have a secondary piece there that also is a swap. So, you know, whether it's a Trevor Ariza, um, you know, or a Joe Harris, someone like that that can make that second second pricing fit, uh, that's the way that I plan on going. So I do want exposure to this game. I think if Butler plays, he'll he'll be super low on because of the, the uh, game time decision questionable tag. I don't know if a lot of people will plan enough ahead. So I think we can get him if he's is going to play at a super low ownership and he could be terrific. So uh, I'm going to keep those options open. Um, you know, for me, I don't want to uh, roster both Kyrie and Durant. Although, you know, I, I hesitate to do that when it's two stars because, you know, you're sort of playing against yourself a little bit. We talked about that a little bit yesterday. And I ended up being able to fit both uh, Westbrook uh, and Beal in there, and it worked. It was great. Now, it was, a, it was a really good situation. I'm not sure this situation is quite as outstanding as that one. Uh, however, you know, it, it's, it's something to consider. I don't think it's a, a, just a dead mistake to play both. I'm not going to go there with this matchup with the Heat's defense. But, you know, I think playing either Kyrie or Kevin is a good move. Uh, 
uh, I can see that, you know, uh, as part of a bill that, that's important. Um, as far as the bigs go on the Brooklyn side, Jeff Green and uh, Jordan, then, you you know, you've got Claxton, of course, and uh, a little Blake Griffin in there. So there's still a rotation, um, even with Aldridge retired, uh, you know, and it's a little inconsistent. And, you know, the price is good. I get it. But, you know, it, it's just on a three-game slate when you're competing, you know, for uh, some GPPs that you're single entries that you're trying to take down, you know, if you do play a Claxton or Duran or Griffin and they put up, uh, you know, 10, 12 DFS points for the game, man, it's hard to, to make up the ground there. Uh, you know, you need a guy to at least chip in a good 20, even at a smaller salary. So that's, you know, I'm trying to avoid those low numbers as best I can, even if I have to sacrifice paying way up for someone and go with two higher tier but affordable enough that you can get them in there so uh i do like you know some guys here i think Ariza is a good value uh again like i said irving durant one or the other not going with the bigs there is bam in play here i mean he certainly is because a lot of times brooklyn will play smaller with uh, a green or or uh, griffin at center i think bam you know could be a difference maker in this game, specifically if Butler's out. If Butler's out, there's there's some usage that goes to Bam uh, that that will be helpful. Uh, you'll also see some other guys uh, affected in a positive manner uh, with uh, none, um, Dragic, Hero, all increase uh, with their uh, DFS potential and numbers with Butler out. So. It affects those guys in a positive way more than it does Bam. Uh, sometimes Butler creates a lot of stuff for Bam as well. Um, but if if Butler's out, uh, you know, there's a very good chance Bam could be my center on this slate uh, just for the additional usage, the pace that Brooklyn plays at, and you know the potential that that gives Bam. And you know, it's not like Bam has to go against one of the big, you know, giant you know, stocky built guys like Jokic or Valanciunas or, or uh, Embiid, you know, going against Jordan, he's not what he used to be still. He's not the defender he was at all. Claxton, a smaller guy. And then, like I said, the other, uh, you know, two green and Griffin are, are really forward. So I think it sets up for a good game from Bam. He is my favorite from this, uh, this game. And then I need to see if Butler's playing to determine if I'd go with Irving or Durant. So I will spend some salary in this one. Uh, I think there's different bits and pieces of uh, value here. And then, of course, we'll get the news uh, as time goes on. We'll have all the news for Indiana, Atlanta, New Orleans, uh, New York. So we'll be able to set that up. And then, as I mentioned before, we'll we'll make sure you know to have at least a 2v1 where there's some switches that we can make uh, de determined on ex expecting not to have the Butler news for the original lock. So, all right, sip of coffee, and then we're going to attack this afternoon, uh, or I'm sorry, evening main five-game slate. All right, <clears throat> refreshed and ready to go.
Okay, first game on the board. It is the Portland Trailblazers at the Charlotte Hornets. Portland is minus five on the road. Nice, uh, decent 221 number. As far as pace, Houston fifth in the league. Uh, Orlando 20th. Of course, you know, those numbers for Orlando, every number for Orlando is skewed because they have a completely different uh, team out there. Literally all five guys. And then uh, here's the thing that excites me about this game and has me very interested. Houston's 25th, Orlando's 26th in defense. So, you know, with Houston's pace, with uh, only a one-point uh, spread here, or I'm sorry, I, I skipped uh, I skipped over it, but to- erase that. It's Portland minus five against Charlotte at 221. We've got the pace of Portland 19, Charlotte 17, and defense Portland 29th, Charlotte 18th. Lillard is out. So there's the news that we needed to know. So great to have this news in the morning when you're preparing and not have to figure what's going on. And then the Charlotte side, we have uh, two really important guys, both listed questionable. That's P.J. Washington and Devontae Graham. So uh, very interesting here. I think that uh, that news is going to be extremely important. Neither team's very good defensively, but they're both below average in pace. Uh, you would think Portland was faster, but they are not. And then without Lillard, it, it puts in a whole different element. Uh, it does open up an enormous amount of usage. And I think C.J. McCollum's the first guy you have to look at. I think he's a, a solid play today. He's going to be the go-to guy. He's going to you know, uh, be the man to get all the big buckets. So he's uh, going to be chalk, but he may be uh, worth eating chalk uh, on this this play for sure. Then as uh, Nurkic at center, I think uh, is playable, even though he's still splitting some time with Canner. He is getting more and more minutes, and uh, Charlotte is really struggling uh, at the center position um, with with Washington being dinged up. You know, you're getting a little bit of uh, Miles Bridges playing there in the clutch, which he's undersized. Uh, and then you're getting some some Zeller and Biombo, which isn't really anything uh, to write home about at center. So I think Nurkic has a good opportunity here uh, to, to get it done. Um, also, Covington, not a bad play here. He's been consistent. He is a minutes eater, and he does get a lot of opportunities. Um, Norman Powell, <clears throat> who's been a, a really good a third guy in with, with Lillard McCollum. And with him getting to play that, that second spot, you know, if you want to pivot specifically from McCollum, I think Powell's a great play. His price is better, and, you know, he can put up some big, big numbers. Um, you know, I think he was a great addition for them, especially when – either Lillard or McCollum sit, then he can step right up and be uh, that second guy. So <clears throat> I don't think I'm going to stack McCollum and Powell, but certainly looking to go either with the chalk on McCollum or uh, the secondary play, which I think could be a terrific one in Norman Powell. On the Charlotte side, you know, with Graham questionable and Washington questionable and all those guys still out, you know, it, it really is the Terry Rozier uh, show here. Um, I don't see how I could get away from him today if Graham's out because Portland's defense uh, in the backcourt is poor 
And I think, uh, you know, this just this game sets up for 25 shots for Rozier if he wants them. Uh, he's been playing well, some monster dunks and, and really, uh, you know, playing hard. So I think he's in play. I think, uh, as you notice, Miles Bridges has been good. We've had him in there for some good games, but he's going to get Covington defense. So I'm going to steer clear there. Um, McDaniels is certainly playable. He gets a lot of rebounds, uh, you know, especially when they're shorthanded at the bigs. He's not a breakout guy just yet, but he's very solid. You know, he's in that whole Pat Williams kind of mode where he's going to get his minutes. He's going to get some stats. And, you know, uh, he's he's not a super high ceiling, but not a super low floor either, because, you know, you know, he's going to get his run. Um, you know, after that, the Martin uh, brothers and all those guys, they're they're definitely dangerous, but they're both playing uh, and it makes it very difficult to determine which one's going to have a stronger role. So don't want to gamble there just yet until that, you know, shakes out as all these guys remain out for Charlotte. So, um to wrap that up, it is, uh, you know, I'm looking at either McCollum or Powell. Uh, we'll consider possibly a Nurkic as a low-owned center. Uh, Rozier is a lock and load, one of my favorite plays on the slate, and I'm backed up by a little bit of McDaniels if I need the value at that spot. All right. Next game on the docket here, we have Houston at Orlando. And this is a game I was trying to run to because I like this game. It is Orlando minus one, 221 total, and Houston first night of a back-to-back. Houston's fifth in pace, Orlando 20th. So good pace-up game for them. And then here's what I was saying before. What I love, they're 25th and 26th defensively. So, yeah, you've heard that twice now, so maybe it's that important. This is a good game. I like this game. I think it's going to go lower owned than some of the other big games. There's certainly games. Uh, there's a, two games 13 points higher than this on the over-under. Uh, it just seems like a lot of opportunity here. Wall, Augustine, and Brown are out for Houston. Um, MCW, Porter out for Orlando. And Bomba, questionable. Here are the guys I think that are super playable. Kevin Porter Jr., uh, Kelly Olenek, and Christian Wood. Those are the three guys I'm looking at at Houston very seriously. And then on the Orlando side, I think that, uh, you know, as far as who stepped up, Cole Anthony, uh, now that MCW's down and he's back, uh, you know, full tilt here, he's been pretty darn good. I mean, he's splitting time with a few guys, but he is – uh, one back his his job at point and at his price I think he's he's a decent value. Uh, Gary Harris, you know, good defender, um, not as crazy about him uh, in this spot. You know, uh, Chumo Kiki is back and healthy after he was out and then limited a little bit. Uh, you know, he gets my interest a little bit because I think he gets a decent run. Um, not looking at, at Ennis with Tate defense or Carter with Wood defense. So this is going to be more of, you know, the potential of two or three guys from Houston and then a possible one-off uh, for Orlando. 
but I do like the game. I think it's going to be uh, higher scoring than, than a lot of people think. All right, game three. You have the Oklahoma City Thunder at the Toronto Raptors, OKC on the first night of a back-to-back. We have a big spread here. I think Vegas has thrown in the towel on the Thunder. Uh, they're starting to get smashed a little bit. You know, they were hanging in there with 20 wins for a long time, but, you know, now it's catching up with all the young guys and all the guys out and retired and everything else. So Toronto's an 11.5-point favorite, which is pretty darn uh, big number. But the Toronto does have the potential to have a lot of their guns back. We don't know if they'll all be back, but it's possible. So it's Toronto 11.5, 218.5 on the over-under. As far as pace goes, two quick pace teams, 8th and 12th respectively. Defensively, the Thunder all the way down to 23, and Toronto's 11th. So both teams on the bad side of defense recently. Um, the news for Oklahoma City, they, they seem to just be rotating like four guys to sit. I mean, it, it's really like an extended G League experience for all these young guys. I think by design. I, I don't think they uh, want to make the playoffs or anticipate that they are. I think they want to get these young guys um, some experience and then start using all of these, uh, you know, minutes that they have, uh, you know, to, to spread out amongst everybody. They got rid of, you know, Horford retiring and all these things going on is opening that up. And then this is, you know, this season uh, in the draft, they're going to have a, a boatload of picks as they will uh, over the next five to seven years. They have so many picks. It's crazy. But, you know, they'll rebuild and they're in the process of that. Uh, there's no secret to it. But are there any diamonds in here that we can choose uh, with, you know, uh, some of these guys out is the question. Um, you know, Hall, Poku, Muscala, Deck, uh, all out. And then for Toronto, Van Vliet and Trent uh, are questionable, two starters. So we need that news big time for Toronto. Right now, Lowry's uh, uh, in there. So Lowry's playing. There's no Van Vliet or Trent. I think you got to play Lowry. Just process of elimination there. Uh, if they play, then, you know, you have some options. There's going to be some split usage. Uh, you can look at, uh, I would say, Trent uh, being a decent option. But let's see how these guys uh, do uh, th this afternoon and see if they're in or out. For the Thunder, I think, you know, Dort is a fine play. Baisley looked phenomenal the last game. He's a decent play. Um you know, you can go to a Moses Brown here, I think, and feel fairly good about it. And then on the other side of the ball, the two bigs, Boucher and Birch, also uh, get some look for me. So I, I really like some of these matchups. I definitely am going to have some exposure here. Um, I, again, I think this will be one of the games is somewhat ignored. But, you know, you can get, uh, you know, consider... Maladon, not probably going to go that way because I do like Lowry defense. But Dort, Baisley, and even Brown, I think, are, are somewhat in play. Only fear with Brown is he is splitting a lot of time uh, with Bradley. So uh, something to, you know, be concerned about with him. And then on the Toronto side, like I said, you know, we need that news. If Van Vliet or Trent are in or if both are in, I probably won't go to any of those guards because I think there'll be a good split. 
Um, you know, if they're out, then Lowry's directly in play. Uh, and, you know, I'm going to look at the Boucher and Birch thing here quite a bit. I expect them both to get really decent minutes. And, uh, you know, playing on the floor together looked pretty decent. So one or the other could, could definitely dent my lineup. All right, three games left. We've got the third 7 o'clock game, and that's Portland and Charlotte. Uh, right now we've got, uh, let's see here, Portland minus 5, and it's a 221 total. Pace 19th and 17th, so nothing to write home about there. And uh, defensive efficiency, Portland 29th, not good. Only Sacramento is worse, and Charlotte is 18th. As far as injuries, the big news, obviously, Lillard is out. Um, so, you know, we did we go? We went over this game already. That's right. We, we did. So let's skip down. Again, McCollum or Powell there is the play. So I don't know why I'm getting screwed up on my games or not in order on my sheet as they are on uh, the board here. So let's jump down. That's the three 7 o'clock games. So we've got two games left, 7.30 Sacramento-Dallas and 10 o'clock Minnesota Clippers. So sorry, I'm a little tired and groggy late night and then preparing this morning. You know, hey, at least I didn't skip a game. If I do a game twice, which I've done two games a little bit twice, Maybe that means something. We got to listen to those numbers twice and go after it. All right, 7.30, Sacramento, Dallas. Dallas minus 8, 228 and a half. We've got pace of 9 for Sacramento, 26 for the slow Mavericks. <clears throat> Defensive efficiency, the aforementioned Sacramento, 30th, and Dallas, 17th. So not great defense, should get up and down here. The two best bigs for Sacramento are out. Bagley remains out. He's been out a while, but Holmes is out. And you know that we like to attack the Mavericks with bigs, um, but having Holmes out makes it a little bit head-scratcher because Damian Jones is penciled in to start. Definitely not going to use him. Uh, but I think Whiteside could really hurt the Mavericks in, on the interior. Whiteside is in play for me. Um, the fear of minutes, you never know what Walton's going to do. You never know if Whiteside's going to have one of those smash games or one of the games he's, you know, shacked in the full a uh, couple of times. So hard to pin your hopes on Whiteside to bring into the promised land with a lineup, but he may be uh, one of the best center plays. So need to determine that uh, for sure. That'll be a big piece of my decision process. Uh, you know, as I look at this this afternoon, um, De'Aaron Fox has been just otherworldly. I think that uh, he'll get Josh Richardson defense that could, you know, slow him down slightly, but you don't slow down Fox. He's pretty much going to do what he wants to do. But the, the Dallas pace sort of takes away me wanting to spend that big bucks on Fox. So don't know if I'll go there. Uh, Buddy Hill's a decent play, I think. He probably gets Luka defense, which is okay. Uh, he's been shooting the ball really well. Um, you know, certainly a guy to consider. Um, you know, Barnes, Harrison Barnes, he's he's good. Ex-Mav, he played here. He's, you know, he's solid. He's playing well. He gets a lot of the scrap stuff. They run a few things for him. 
you know, in clutch time, he gets all the minutes. So I think Barnes, even though his price isn't exactly where I think it should be, I think is is in play for Sacramento uh, as well. As far as Dallas trying to take advantage of this terrible uh, Sacramento defense, um, you know, I would look at, uh, you know, a possibility of paying up for Luka. It's just so painful at that price because, you know, you really do have to sweat them out to get to 5X, which isn't great. I mean, if he gets you there, but at his price, you know, can you afford not to have those numbers? So, you know, I hate to say it, but it is an island game for both teams, and I am leaning towards Luka, and I was going to try to steer clear of Dallas as much as I could recently because they have shared the ball more and you know they're playing slow but man you know the 30th paced d uh d or the 30th uh team defensively uh that plays at a pretty fast pace in the top 10 and you've got dallas needing the victory luca magic maybe i think it might be a luca magic night and you know i don't like how that straps my salary but it, it may be tough to avoid. Um, after that, you know, I, I'm not really uh, high on the Porzingis play. I think Whiteside's a fine rim protector when he's in there. I think Porzingis can get his, but his inconsistency and the rotation with Dallas is just a, a little shaky there. So um, that's that's it. I, I think, uh, not that I expected it, but I think it may be a Luka day for me. All right, last game on the slate, Minnesota and the Clippers. It is truly the late-night sl- slate game. It is not until 10 o'clock. So there's a two-and-a-half-hour time frame. So in essence, the entire NBA slate will be over just waiting on this Minnesota Clippers game. So, uh, And guess what? This is the other 234-and-a-half game on the slate. There was one in the morning, three-gamer, and this one on the afternoon – Slate is going to be something. So, wow. It's the Clippers by eight and a half. It's 234 and a half. We've got Minnesota, the third pace team, which is new, you know, music to the ears of Clippers guys. Clippers are 27, so paced down quite a bit for Minnesota. Defensively, we know Minnesota's right there uh, at the bottom with, with Sacramento, the 27th. So they're uh, right there. Uh, not better than very many uh, teams at all. Clippers are 10th, which is very solid. Um, but, you know, we need news. We've got Noel uh, doubtful and Beasley out for Minnesota. So we know we're dealing with basically Rubio uh, and uh, their D'Angelo Russell playing the point. Edwards, Akogi, McDaniels, Towns. You know, we know their rotation uh, you know, they'll bring Reed and, and uh, Hernan Gomez off the bench. So Minnesota at least has a set uh, rotation now, which they hadn't had in a while. And then uh, the, the biggest stuff is going to come with the Clippers because it's Kawhi. We don't know if Kawhi is playing or not. He's questionable. Same thing with the newly acquired Yogi Ferrell. Will he play and get some of those minutes in the backcourt? Uh, we do know that Pat Bev and Ibaka remain out. So, you know, it, it does create some openings. Now, I'm a little concerned with Reggie Jackson because I do think Yogi probably plays and scoops a few minutes from him. 
which makes him on the less likely to play list for me. Um, I think that uh, Paul George, probably the best play on the slate if Kawhi sits. He gets, uh, you know, he may get a Kogi defense. A Kogi's not bad, but, you know, the usage rate and just all the statistics go up for George uh, with Kawhi out. I mean, he's the go-to guy for sure. So uh, I really like uh, the potential there. Um, Edwards will probably get George defense, which takes him down just a notch. Uh, the other McDaniels, and I've, you know, I've been playing both McDaniels here and there because of their price. Uh, you know, I think he's in a good spot again here. He's getting minutes. He's an adept rebounder. He can score the ball uh, and I think needs to be at least considered. Um, Kat's been on a roll, man. He's playing some good ball. I don't want to pay that price for him here against a very, uh, you know, pro- proficient defense in the Clippers. Uh, certainly not as good defensively without Kawhi, but they're still a very good team defense, uh, defensive team. So not going to go Cat. Uh, Marcus Morris Sr., I mean, you know, he's been so good and steady at his price. Hard not to play him with Kawhi out. So really for me on the Clippers side, it's all about Paul George um, and some Marcus Morris. Uh, after that, you know, let's see if Kawhi sits to see if anybody else like Kennard comes into play. Um, you know, D'Angelo Russell's getting close to being a guy to roster. He's been on that 25 uh, to 28 minute uh, list. I need to see that updated news today. You know, if he's over 30 minutes, if he's if he can play 30 to 35, then he is on my radar because he is just a dead scorer. And the Clippers in the backcourt certainly aren't the same defensive team uh, without Pat Bev in there. So I uh, want to keep in touch with that news to see uh, how that shakes out as well. All right. That is it. Uh, that's eight games, three in the afternoon, uh, five in the evening main slate. And uh, if you want to join us here at DFS Coach Talk, uh, you can join us a couple different ways. You can go to our website at dfscoachtalk.com, sign up there for as little as three days or up to a a year membership, uh, whatever you'd like to dive in with. Uh, We will get a notification and send you a Discord invite. You'll be in there in five minutes. Um, If you want to take advantage of our partners, betus.com.pa, Go to that website. If you're a first-time depositor, you put in 149, you get a free membership at DFS Coach Talk all the way until June 1st. So you get to use your 149 on the betus.com.pa site to bet on whatever sports or props you want to play, and then you get uh, that free full access pass with us until uh, the 1st of June. So. Uh, if you want to join that way, either either way, we'd love to have you. You can follow us uh, for basketball specifically. Uh, you can follow me at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. And Andrew is at Language Olympic. Uh, we will be uh, tweeting some things out, some top plays, et cetera. And then, again, if you're MLB guy, you know, we'll have Josh and, and Tyler all over that today. They'll uh, be putting out uh, that information. And then tomorrow we'll be back at it. Uh, Andrew and I will be doing the NBA podcast. So we do offer this NBA podcast in front of the paywall seven days a week. All that we ask is that you take a quick second 
hit the thumbs up, the subscribe button, and the little alert button up in the corner. It will let you know when any of our podcasts post. Uh, and if you're watching on YouTube, really important. Our biggest ask, I waited till the end. Hopefully, people are still listening. Just hit that thumbs up real quick. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, I mean, if you if you do that, that really makes a difference for us. And, you know, I wanted to repeat that because it is important. We're getting close to some of our goals uh, that are really going to help us get more exposure and get out there. If you're listening to us audio-wise on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, where, where everywhere podcasts can be heard, take a second, give us a five-star, a thumbs up, give a little, you know, uh, two or three words, you know, love the show, whatever. Uh, that, that all means a lot to us as well, and it does move us up in the algorithms uh, in those uh, podcast uh, places that, that uh, supply it, and on YouTube as well. So uh, we really appreciate it. I uh, appreciate you guys listening in. Pretty long show today, but two really good slates, I think, that can be impactful, and it's going to be all about the NBA uh, here at Coach Talk today. So uh, have a great Sunday with family, friends. I hope that uh, the weather's good where you are and that you can enjoy a, a little break outside in between these awesome basketball games. So uh, sounds great. Appreciate you. Join us at DFS Coach Talk, and we'll see you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in DFS. <laughs>